podcast. So, before we move into Ahsoka episode four, I just want to go on a little bit of a rant, you know? Uh, so, what do I do, Tyler? Like, what what is the purpose of Bespin Bulletin? Like, the outlet. What What is the purpose of why I made the Instagram page all the way back in 2017? The website, all this stuff. What is the point? What does it do? To be a thick, zesty boy. Besides being a thick, zesty boy, what else is is it there for? Um, (laughs) provide accurate information. And but what do I do? What do I do? What sort of reporting do I do? Like leaks, leaks, which are considered. Spoilers. So if you follow a spoiler page slash leak page and you get annoyed that you see a spoiler, do you think I give a crap? Because I do not. (laughs) So basically, today, obviously, spoiler alert, Anakin showed up in episode four of Ahsoka. And I posted a edit that I made of it just like it's just it's the scene but it's just got different music on it and whatever um to tiktok who nobody can complain on and uh instagram in which the place i originated from um and people on there just like, comped in and messaging me like oh you spoiled it you spoiled it oh you're the, you know this sending swear words and whatever else and i just like i didn't reply to them anymore because i've been on this rodeo i'm just like just delete them because I'm just like, I, you follow me for leaks. If I tell you something that's going to happen in a show months before you see the show, I'm spoiling the show for you months in advance. Like, so what's the problem? I've been telling people Anakin's in this show for a long time. I've, I told people what episode Anakin is going to show up in. You know, I, we, next week, we know a big part of next week. Like I said, Anakin in episode five is like the significant stuff. Like he's going to be in other episodes too. You know, he's going to be in episode seven and he's going to be in episode eight. So yeah, like just, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's funny. Like when people complain about spoilers on a spoilers page, you know, the first thing I noticed when I woke up was your, was your real, your clip and you had, <laughs> you'd had the same kind of thing happen before people started going at you for it. And I was like, I bet people are going to get mad at him for this. I just guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I expect it. I posted it expecting it, you know? Um, you're, out, you're out here drawing out the trolls, man. You're just trolling the trolls. But this is the... All right. It's all, right all right. All right. Like, this is the thing. Like, how many times have we done this dance? How, how have we been on this rodeo? Not even, not even just with me. Like... But when people just go and they tweet out the stuff or they, you know, now on TikTok, you know, you just put up the video or whatever. Like, how many times has this happened? You know what I mean? This happens with every single show. Not Star Wars, but in general, you know? Like, I stay up for the Star Wars stuff. You know, I stay up for, like, I didn't have to before, but I do with Ahsoka. So I stay up to watch it. And then... Like something like House of the Dragon, for example, 
I don't stay up to watch that, but it's a show I really like. So the next day, if I go on Twitter, if I go on TikTok, if I go on anything, I fully expect to be spoiled. Like hands down, like I know it's going to be like one of the first things I see. It's tweets, it's clips, it's whatever it is. I, I expect to see it. So if I don't want to be spoiled, I do not go on social media. Especially if your social media is tuned into Star Wars. So like TikTok, like it has, it's, an, it's an algorithm. It's just gonna sh like it has a good algorithm. So it's just gonna show you all the Star Wars stuff. If you keep watching Star Wars videos and liking Star Wars videos, and just spend a lot of time watching Star Wars stuff on TikTok, you're going to see Star Wars stuff on TikTok. Doesn't matter if you follow the accounts or wherever, you're just gonna see it. Like, you know, the past week, I've been getting, I get a lot of One Piece stuff anyway, right? Because I'm a fan of One Piece. But, but obviously the live action shows just came out, which we'll talk about later. But all, all week, I've just been getting clips from the live action show, which I don't care about. But like, you know, because I've, I've watched the show and, you know, like I've read the manga, I've watched the anime, like, you can't spoil One Piece for me, you know? Like, I read the manga so I can be ahead of the anime. <laughs> like, you know. Um, but, yeah. So I expect to be spoiled all the time. Like, it's even other shows like Euphoria, you know? Like, I like, I like Euphoria. So, if I again, it's not a show I watch at like 2am in the UK. I'll watch it when it comes, when I, you know, the next day. But I'll go on social media and all the clips are there and like the memes are there and I'm like, cool. You know, if, if, you, if you're that scared of spoilers, if you're that scared of spoilers, like, you know, the protocols by now, just stay off social media. Like, oh my God, stay off social media, stay off YouTube, stay off all of it. Like, or just, I don't know, watch it on your break at work. What do, I don't know what you want to do. Like. How hard is it to stay off your... Like, I'm not even joking. Like, how hard is it to stay off social media for a few hours? You know what I mean? Like... Apparently that very. Yeah, very, like... Very hard. It's not It's not my job to police your timeline for you. That is your job. Mute me. Mute me if you want. Unfollow me. I don't give a crap. I don't give any crap. Like, you know, listen. Like, I understand... It's not nice being spoiled, right? But if you follow me, who gives you leaks in advance, like months in advance, weeks in advance, whatever, that's a spoiler. You, you're getting spoiled. So, yeah. Maybe it's different when you see it, but if, you spoil, if you're following a, a, me, a Star Wars spoiler thing, off all your timelines on all your social media accounts and your YouTube account is all tied to star wars the star wars influenced it heavily you're gonna see it like i went on youtube to i don't even watch star wars stuff on youtube i just don't do it right but because star wars to me i talk about it with my mates so it's you jason pevy you know like matt like i i talk like to all those people i talk to i talk to, to them about star wars and i don't really interact with it online because it's just not because I dislike Star Wars or don't love Star Wars. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, I just get frustrated with the fandom. And I get frustrated with a lot of stuff within it. So I just keep myself 
and my opinions to this podcast so people want to listen because they care some, for some reason <laughs> like i don't know why anybody ever wants to hear me and you and heavy ramble about anything um but people do so i appreciate it um <laughs> and you know so but that's it that's all, all i do like i don't do anything else with it like any like personal accounts i have like i don't have Star Wars on there because i have other interests and that's where my other interests lie and you know so like my youtube is one of that one of those things like but today i went on youtube today like in the recommended section in the home section and there was a video <laughs> it had anakin's face on it from episode four and it uh i think it was from star wars coffee was the name of the account and it was just like anakin and ahsoka episode four and there he was in all its glory you know and i scrolled down a couple of videos and there's another one and it's like uh i think the, i can't remember the, the title was r- roughly anakin in episode four of ahsoka with flashbacks so i watched the video and they just cut in like clips from uh clone wars and clips from um revenge of the sith and rebels <laughs> and i was like okay but again you know I don't, I don't my youtube account does have has no star wars content on it the most i do on it is like maybe i'll put jason's show on or maybe i'll watch a trailer you know but that's it i don't watch star wars theories not the guy but like theories about star wars um i don't watch i don't watch anything like i don't listen to anything i don't watch anything like my fun and enjoyment in conversing about Star Wars is with you, Pevy, Jason, my friends. You know? Like... <laughs> so what you're saying not... is, don't be stupid. You can't fix stupid. And people should know this by now, after like 10 years of this online. It's just, it's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, that's the thing, like, just don't... I think people... I think most people have the head screwed on and it's like, okay, like, I do not, if the people like, I really do not want to be spoiled. You see people tweet it sometimes like, okay, they've shown this film at a festival or they've shown this film at a premiere, right? And they're like, I don't want to be spoiled. I'm going offline for a couple of days because once a movie gets premiered, the spoils are everywhere, right? Like I- the whole plot comes in, comes out within the next like few hours. Yeah. You know, if it's a... Like, you're a Marvel fan, you're a Star Wars fan, it happens all the time. If a Marvel movie premieres, you know within that hour, within the next couple hours at least, the spoilers, the entire plot for that show uh, or movie is going to be out. And, you know, if you, most people are cautious. And, I don't know, I just think that, I just, I'm just so, yeah. I've gone on a rant, I've gone on a ramble, but it's just like, it's so boring at this point to me. Like, and again... I understand, like, maybe seeing something and reading something is different things, but we're at a point where I think that we've been doing this dance for so long, you know, with social media and TikTok and everything. As TikTok's been around for three years, you know, like, if I go on TikTok, literally the first thing I saw today was uh, when I went on TikTok was Soups reacting to Anakin's reveal. That was the first thing I saw on TikTok. And I'm like, cool, you know? I saw it. I'm not like, you know, I saw it a bit at uh, 2 a.m., you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm an a hole. 
for what I'm saying. You know? No. Uh, do you think I'm a-hole? No. Do you think this is inaccurate? You're just asking people to not be dullards. But the internet brings out the dullards more than any other human invention. Ever. So, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. But... I just feel like, like, I remember John Campia ranting about this, like, in friggin', what, like, 2015, 2016? <laughs> Dude, the same, like, literally the same thing back when Collider was booming. So it's just, I don't know, dude, it's just, like, <laughs> people are gonna be stupid. <laughs> like, my friend Ant, like, texted me, like, yesterday, because I haven't spoke to him about uh, Ahsoka, and he texted me, and he was like, how are you, like, how are you feeling about Ahsoka? And, you know, we had a brief conversation about it. But then, like, today, like, obviously, I continued that conversation, right, to reply to a person. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, what did you think of today's episode? And he was like, oh, I haven't seen it. And I know he's like, even though I've told him some of the spoilers for this show, I know that he's like still, you know, he doesn't like being spoiled. So I was like, hey, heads up. I've posted a video on my Instagram, like, avoid it, you know? And he's yeah. like, oh, I already got you muted <laughs> for that reason. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, he's done this dance enough. Like, he's been spoiled by me. <laughs> and he's been spoiled by plenty of other people. Like, he's been spoiled by Twitter a lot. Like, so, you know, not just with the stock in the past. So, I'm again, guy who's, who knows what to do. Doesn't want to be spoiled. He, like, mutes his things. He doesn't have Twitter anymore, apparently. So, you know. He won't get spoiled there. He knows there's a chance I'll spoil him on Instagram, so he mutes me. You know, like, cool. This is all good. Like, I think, like I said, we've been doing this, like you said, Campion, wherever I was saying this in 2015. I feel like I had this conversation every time a Star Wars show comes out. Um, So, yeah. See, like, most things, like, most, most things, so I'm obviously, I live in the UK. So most things, when they premiere in the States, typically come out at a more convenient time for you guys. So like House of the Dragon, the HBO shows, for example, right? They come out at 9 p.m. over there. That's like two in the morning for me. Most people aren't going to stay up for those things. And uh, so the next morning, I expect to go on social media and be like, okay, everything's out there now. Like, I expect it because it's premiere to say it, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. Like, I just, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah. Just just a lot of logic to expect from the interwebs. But it is fair when they're coming at you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They can come at me. It's all good. Yeah, just a spoiler page. There's a leaks page, yeah. You know? Can't fix stupid, <laughs> man. Can't fix? No. Um, and then there's this, like, person... Like, I don't, like, reply to my message requests unless like, there's something, like, important in there. Um, but I, I scroll through some of them and like last week there was this like user who like they listened to it. I think they must be new to our like podcast <laughs> because they listened like to it, it seems. And they replied saying like, I've lost like a lot of like, it was, I can't remember what it was. It was, it was something like, I don't like you anymore or something because you don't like Star Wars. <laughs> like in your part, like you don't like, like the way you talk about Star Wars, you don't like it. Like in the podcast, like you did like I was like, I gave the Ahsoka episode an eight. Like, I gave her an eight. I'm pretty sure that's a really good score. You know? Um, no, you didn't like it. I didn't like... Yeah. No, but then like, this person's been like replying to like other stories I've done. Oh. I was like, I don't like you. You don't like... That was... <laughs> Just like... 
normal like stories just like hey like read this article i posted no i don't like you <laughs> we follow me like you know um Person. yeah hopefully they're they're very they, young. they, they should have been around when peppy was here <laughs> <laughs> they should have been here when Pe like they should have been here when me and peppy would like talk about the rise of skywalker because yeah that's us not liking piece of star wars media right there you know they couldn't handle that no it got to a point where we weren't allowed to talk about it on this podcast anymore because we'd, we'd always go off on it you know and like we have listeners who really enjoy that movie of course and you know we uh you know it's unfair to them for us to like constantly keep ripping it you know um somehow so, like, anakin returned so yeah so this yeah i don't know i just think it's funny i'm like i gave her an eight i you gave her a positive score the complaints we had were minor like the complaints i had was what like <laughs> morgan elsbeth who's who's at this point gonna be a, com a complaint from me every week so just expect it um unless it, she turns it around i, I literally um, said it was one of my favorite live action episodes of all time yeah star wars i said it's the best <laughs> one of this of this season so far and i've liked all three episodes i've liked all four episodes spoiler alert i've just told you what i think about this episode but uh you know yeah so i don't know like i this is one thing i hate right like i'm not a star wars positivity person i've seen people tweet <laughs> people i know people i speak to right and they were like, they tweet out like, everything is great, everything's great, everything's great. And then like you talk to them, and they're like, I didn't like this, I didn't like this, I didn't like this. Like, and I'm like, oh cool, you have an opinion, like, you know, like. But it's again for a, a presence on social media or whherever, um, which I'm not, I don't really care about. Like, I think you should be able to criticize something, even if you love it, you know. All right. Like, if you're like, if I. If I if I'm watching The Rise of Skywalker and I'm like an, I'm wholeheartedly disappointed by that movie, how can I bring myself to just be like, oh, it was awesome, it was fantastic, it was great, like you know, and just only talk about positive stuff? You can't have a nuanced conversation when you do that. So, oh, and blindly following something isn't isn't enjoying it either. At least in my opinion, then you're just no then you don't even have like a thought process or an opinion you're just going along with whatever whether it's good or bad and then that's an inevitable way to make the content bad so if you're this commenter like please let us know why we're super negative let us know why we don't like star wars <laughs> give us details it's just it's crazy man like i don't know like i just like i said i try to remove myself from because again it's not most people are nice people like you know i went to celebration i met a lot of nice people um the people i talk to are nice people you know like i've met so many good people through this through star wars i met you through star wars i've met pevy i met ant i met like as jason load loads of these people like you know and i consider all those people good people and i have good conversations with them and then i you know i talk to you know, like I said, I think, I think I will. I think the people who listen to this podcast, who've been here for three years, 
because I think we're literally at the three year anniversary at this point. Um, I consider them like the hardcores because they sit you week in, week out and listen to me and you or Pevy or Nick or whoever else is on you talk about Star Wars and talk about other topics for sometimes two hours. They sit there and they listen to that. And I think those people who are doing that, if they listen in a week in, week out, they don't expect me or you or anybody else to blindly fall in line with something. We will, if we are absolutely in love with it, we'll do nothing but praise it. Um, you know, but if there's something we dislike or don't agree with we'll talk about it. and again i think all the listeners of this podcast know that and i think that's why they listen to us for is for us to have an opinion a nuanced conversation about whether it's a show a film the news wherever it might be you know and when i listen to podcasts on various topics i don't want just somebody blindly Telling me only, only, only the good. I want to know what. So, like, you know, football, for example. I don't want just like the team. Our team could be losing. They're gonna lose in streak, and they just be like praising them. I don't want that. I want people to tell me, and you know, and have a conversation of what's going wrong. Tell me about the tactics. What could they be doing better? You know, and it's the same thing when I speak about like film. It's just like okay, like I don't like this performance. I it must be because of direction. I don't. I think the VFX are really good in this episode. The VFX aren't that great in this episode. You know, I want that sort of conversation. I don't want just being like, this just toss off the show, you know? I think like I think what you said was perfect. It's what can the team do better? What can it do better? Because at the end of the day, like, we've built up enough cachet for people to know that we do care about it. But that's the only reason you'd ever criticize it is because it's like, want it to be the best it can be not just to crap on it because you know we're bored if you want to find negative people you can go find them who just nitpick and complain about everything but you know we just want it to be a certain level a certain standard and the only way to maintain that is to try to check that when it's not in like a rude way but mm -hmm. just like hey this wasn't it <laughs> like mando mm -hmm. season three dude you will not find a more like a bigger mando fan than i season one and two they're awesome season three that is not the same level, in my opinion, and no, it's definitely not. We shouldn't be okay with that because that just means I'm. Accepting well, we're not okay. We're not okay with it, like in the level of drop off, but we should be okay to criticize it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I sh we shouldn't be okay with like that kind of output or that that standard. You know what I mean, like when the first two were at such a different level and it drops, you shouldn't just be like, oh yeah, that was great. No, like that just mm -hmm. you extrapolate that out in the long game. That just that just bodes really bad for everything. And then you want more Star Wars content for years and years to come. Well, if, if it keeps getting worse and worse, or if people that love it are even turned off from it, then you know it's not going to stick around as long as you want. So you, you need that criticism or that, that feedback. Not Again, not to trash it, but the only way to keep it in line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, no, I agree. Like, I think you, know, you should have a Nogan's conversation. Like... You know, I hope like John Favreau hears the criticisms of Mandalorian season three, and takes that on board for the you know, the next season. Um, we'll maybe see. he won't because he already wrote it pre-strikes and before the show even started airing. So 
so i don't know um but yeah so we'll see but okay we're, we're done with the rant i feel like there was a 20 minute rant um so we'll just go into ahsoka um not in that but you know um i'm always careful when i like write articles by the way because like it could be like anakin skywalker in ahsoka and i'm like oof like gotta put in star wars ahsoka you know you saw that you um, saw that smirk you saw that smirk i was like oh no she was a child man <laughs> when he was like training it we can't go there um it's not what i meant yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh i enjoyed the episode i think people are really losing it over the anakin appearance um there's things I don't like about this episode. So, oh my god. I don't like Star Wars. Um, oh no. Oh no. I have a criticism. Um, but no, there's things in this I don't think are great. Um, I don't know if that's down to direction. Um, but there's a lot to like in this episode. I, th I think this episode is, like last week I said, called it great. I think this is good. What's your like initial quick thoughts? Uh, I would agree with that. Um, there are more things that pulled me out this week than uh, I think the previous weeks, um, but I was also really locked in at certain times more than I have been in previous weeks. So, it, and when I and it pulled me out, it wasn't bad. It just was like, just it was a jarring for a moment where I was like, oh, you know, that's not it doesn't feel seamless. Um, so I, I think that's a good way to put it. It was good, um, but not great. Do you want to go into? negatives or criticism before ending it on the yeah, positive. I think we should get our hatred of Star Wars out of the way first. That way we can just be positive little mm -hmm. sunshines. Um, I'll just hit my negatives real quick because there's just a couple. Um, I thought we we finally saw the return of the noticeable volume. Um, so that was a, a critique of mm -hmm. mine. Um, I thought this show has been pretty good with the volume so far. But, uh, for whatever reason, dude, outside that ship, it looked, <laughs> it looked pretty interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't look great in the uh, in the trailers yeah. from what we saw. That could just be direction because uh, Peter Ramsey did this episode. Uh, this might be his first time using the volume because in his Mando episode, uh, I think that was mostly outdoors. So he did like the siege. There was still volume super stuff in there. This was like super heavy on that. Um, that took me out of it. Um, I feel like, and I don't know if this is the case, but I feel like this stuff was firm, like some of the earliest stuff filmed, like right away, because I thought Rosario looked like really different initially, like that first shot that pans to her, she, I don't know, could just be the lighting or the setting, but I thought she looked different, and then I thought Sabine's acting was really, really stiff, um, and I, I mm -hmm. like, I, I felt that a little bit throughout, but this one, um, like especially all the stuff before the, the, the duel, uh, it felt really, really stale, yeah. and I was like, this is weird. It doesn't feel like a continuation from where we were. Um, kind of like what you said last week, where the beginning was really rough for you. Um, it was really just that, that kind of mm -hmm. first act of the episode stuff for me that was a little bit jarring. Um, but then after, once once things get going, then I was, I was, pretty, it was pretty enjoyable. But just the delivery and, and kind of some of the, uh, the scenery was a little bit oof for me. 
yeah um for me i have similar complaints to you the volume yeah like i it was far more noticeable um it, like i said it was noticeable in the trailers um, I remember posting one shot, like I did an article and I used one image and it was uh, when Shin and um, and Sabine are like about to face off. They're drawing like the sabers towards one another. And I tweeted that picture out and people, this is weeks ago, and people were all complaining because saying they could see the volume. And um, yeah, I think it was notable throughout. And I do think it is dependent on who's directing. Um, obviously Dave did the first one and we really... You could notice it in some places, but it's not like it's not taking you out of it. If anything, I think it wasn't just volume stuff in the first episode. I think you know, like when she's at the Night Sister Temple early on, when you see things in like the distance, it doesn't look that great. And I think that's more of a VFX issue than the volume issue specifically, because that was a real set that they were on. You know, they didn't use a volume thing. They they had the real set with big green screens all around it. Um, but then. This week, like, and again, with when Dave does volume stuff, he does it well because he has a lot of experience with it. And again, this week, this was Peter Ramsey, who, as a, and I think this comes into a few aspects, who who's new to live action directing. He did one episode of Mando, he's done this, and he's done something for a Netflix miniseries. But he primarily, just like Dave, comes from animation. Um, and as Dave's been honing his craft for the past 10 years, we'll say. Um, you know, he's been learning from JJ and Ryan and Ron Howard and Gareth Edwards. Um, and then, you know, on obviously, of course, Favreau. And he was there for the creation of, of the volume technology. Um, Dave's been honing his stuff. Whereas Ramsey's doing that now. He's coming in and starting to hone his craft um so yeah he has that, that much experience with volume i think that can be seen and then i also think like i said in terms of Ra uh, ramsey coming in and being fairly new to the live action stuff i think that that was felt in performances so you know like you said like sabine felt a little bit stiff and i agree completely agree uh sabine has been my favorite character throughout this you know as i've said before though she was my favorite character in rebels so maybe there's a bias but i think her performance so far throughout the entire season has been the most consistent this week however she was a bit shaky it was a bit ropey and i was like okay like and then one of the contrasts is hera hera last week i had nothing but praise for with that scene that she shared with um mon mothma and uh the senators and that was Steph Green that directed that one, right? She did two and three, I believe. And yeah, Steph Green, she like directed one of the best episodes of Boba Fett. And she directed two solid episodes of, of this. I and she has a lot of live action experience. Um, you know, you go through her filmography and this she's worked on like high profile shows. So she has a lot of experience, and I think that shows. So this time around, I think that yeah. I think the performance from Sabine was fantastic. Um, I don't think the performance from Hera was fantastic. I'm not going to go into the Elsbeth stuff. And then, yeah. So, I think, yeah, like a lot of my criticism for this week is down to direction. Um, and yeah, um, I don't have many negatives. I just think that the show 
didn't do anything outstanding this week to like raise the bar like to give it a, such a high score like i said last week that that sequence in space and then you know the dogfight and the battle and flying through this the the purgle all that stuff that was from from the hera like senate conversation to the end it was just bang after bang and it was like that is great that is so fun it's so tense it's it's, it's so great to see whereas this i didn't have those moments yeah it's cool to see people dueling and of course see hayden at the end um but it didn't have anything that made me go wow this elevated the episode like so highly um but again, I, I think my negatives are like fairly small. I don't know how I feel about Sabine giving the map over. I don't know if she would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I, I'm conflicted I, on that one. I, I, I um, agree with you there. And I kind of had a, a similar thought process when I saw it. Um, I've since kind of accepted it because like it is what it is. But I, I agree with you and I. That was something that just kind of went down a rabbit hole thinking through last night after watching just because um, they've they've done a lot of like telling about kind of the threat that's out there. They haven't really shown much yet. Um, so even Ahsoka was alluding to Thrawn and how terrible it would be. But I was thinking, I was like, I really haven't felt much tension or stakes in the show. And I wonder if that's partly why. And then um, Balin says that Ezra's the only family Sabine feels like she has left. Um, which, I mean, I think mm -hmm. contextually makes sense to someone like you and I who's seen Rebels and have been in this for a long time. I think to a, like a new mm -hmm. viewer or just a general viewer, I don't really know if that's going to like... That fully makes up for why she's doing what she's doing. Um, like, it, 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 it did feel like a, a big leap from, from the person we knew in Rebels. And it didn't feel like there was a lot of really weight or explanation underneath that decision to really sell it um mm -hmm. i'll get into that more when i actually do positives because um, i did feel what they wanted me to feel after i thought about it i was like mm, i don't know yeah i i really like the early stuff i like the yang was throwing hands um he was throwing hands um but uh yeah i like that moment that was it was cool i like i don't know it was silly but i enjoyed it i was just like up for it and then um yeah and he's like stick together you always do better when you're together she's so like okay so they're getting separated yeah. <laughs> um and then obviously they go off and have their jewels and obviously sabine i she obviously lost the fight but she um you could argue she lost it seems like she would lose the fight I know she Shin just like ran away at the end, but um, she held her own a lot more. I think the lightsaber work and the choreography has been a lot better in this show than has been in past shows. Um, you have the duel with obviously uh, Marok and Ahsoka, and like he's doing the spinning lightsaber thing, and she just like just takes one swing at him and just cuts through him, and it reminded me so much yeah. of Rebels again with. Obi Wan and a mole, where it's just one quick. You you expect this epic fight, it's just one quick slice. Um, then you on on the other hand, you have the apprentices who are having more of a even-handed duel. Um, 
and I I think they've definitely set it up for the, their final battle where uh, she said to Sabine this week that, you know, you, you, she's not strong with the force, basically, um, when she's trying to reach out. And we've seen her reach out like a couple of weeks ago. I think at some point Sabine's going to do it and it's going to like pull the lightsaber or something to her and well, that'll happen in another episode. Um, and then obviously the fight with Balin and Ahsoka. He's his swings a lot slower, but they feel a lot more forceful. Like his movement isn't exactly like acrobatic, but you feel his just like you do with Ray Stevenson's performance as a whole all throughout this season so far. His presence and his aura are powerful, right? Just when he's in a scene, and you feel that still when he's in combat, you feel it that it's heavy and that it's Sick. strong. And like each swing, like has a, a mass amount of power behind it. So he's using the heavy um, attack. Yeah, he's. I mean, I like how they're doing the lightsaber work in this show. Now, whether that's like right in the early episodes and then this one, um, the lightsaber work is very good. It's definitely a step up um, from what it has been, and that's only a good thing for us as fans. Um, yeah, so. I'm I'm happy with yeah, kind those things. So I'll kind of elaborate on that because um, I thought the fighting styles, the like in behind the scenes interviews, they always talk about how you're supposed to convey character through, you know, characters combat. But I don't mm -hmm. really always feel like it's super noticeable. But here I thought it was really well done. Um, I loved like Shin's like ferocity mm -hmm. and like her aggressiveness and just kind of the like you referred to her almost like as a hunter a couple weeks ago and I could just feel her like just like on the attack going after like prey. Um I thought her her style was really unique and really cool. I liked Ahsoka and Morak exchanging different poses. It was very similar to uh Obi-Wan and Maul. Um but then Ahsoka like hit like that kind of Anakin pose and um just you could feel them kind of like just jousting almost without even engaging um and i really liked that mm. because snowing dave was the one who kind of wrote it and you know set this up and whatever um it just felt really cool to see you know a jedi and dark side person like really tapping into kind of like the like their training per se instead of just you know attack flip jump attack spin mm -hmm. or more it's more methodical um and i thought that was really cool because i don't Live action doesn't always lean into that kind of thing. Um, and then I thought the fight with Balin was, was super engaging. That's my, he's my main positive of this whole episode. Like he carried this whole thing through and I would watch a show just about him. Um, Ray Stevens is, did, did an amazing job with this mm -hmm. character. Um, and again, his fighting style is communicated. His fighting style communicates his character through that. Um, even just his one-liners, man, where he's talking to uh, your favorite Power Rangers villain. She goes, do I sense fear? And he just says, experience. Like, those, like, he just has these, like, deep, like, awesome, like, little zingers. Mm -hmm. And I haven't liked a bad guy this much since probably, like, Kylo, dude. Like, he's he's so interesting. Well, it's even, it's even what he, like, you know, you suspect, because you see with, with villains all the time. But he's what his conversation was to be when he's trying to convince her to give him the map. You know, he's a man of his word, he's a man of honor. He's like, I won't kill you, like, I will take you with me, you know. And he does that, he does exactly that. He gets on the it's ship, funny because you know, he says is. that, 
Like and I don't know if you felt this way, but as a viewer, I I, I like trusted him. And there's really there's no reason to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Logic yeah. would dictate because he's a, he's a bad guy. I trusted that he would keep his word, and I just, I just think they've done a great job crafting that character. Um, that was my so he's my main positive this week. Just mm -hmm. everything about him. I will say, I guess yeah, no, he's fantastic. Yeah, the, the hair changes for a lot of these characters from scene to scene, and it was true with Balin, but he just reminded me of that. But that's such a small point; it doesn't matter. But yeah, he's he's the shining star for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I said I, I I agree with you on all those points. I think he's probably the highlight of this episode. Um, you know, outside of uh, Anakin appearing at the end. Um, which is this great moment for just fans. Um, but as a performance, he's great. And as a character, he's great. And even the moment where, like... Because I thought, like, oh, he... Like, you know, you you suspected, is he the man of the road? But again, you trusted him. And I was, like, I was always waiting for Shin to come back up and attack Sabine. And I, in my head, I was like, if she attacks Sabine, how does Sabine get out of it? And I thought, well, oh, Balin, Balin would stop it. And that's exactly how it played out. You know, she started trying to force choke Sabine, and then, you know, in my mind, I was like, choke me instead, please. And then um, Sabine, you know, was saved by Balin. Um, but yeah, I I think they've done a good job with, with Shin and Balin. Um, I think you can see they're two different personalities. Um, she's a lot more, like I said, weeks ago, I referred to her as a, with her eyes, the way she looks, it's like a hunter stalking their prey. And she looks ferocious and cold. And she's obviously not as experienced as Balin, so she still has that like immaturity in there, where she will lash out. Um, and I love that contrast between the two of them. I think it's a good master and apprentice um, dynamic. And again, I I would genuinely love to see yeah. a show of just those two, like um, and their relationship and their dynamic and you know their adventures. Um, I think that that the they were both very well casted, and um, and I think that yeah they they are the highlights for me. Um, like I said, I think Hu Yang as well. By the way, he's been a consistent highlight um, throughout the show as well in terms of comedy. So I was very like excited when he started throwing hands. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 happy with the show. I'm happy with this episode. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, um, is there anything yeah. else you want to praise? <laughs> I do feel like we should give a little shout-out. Um, Brennan Wayne, the Mando man, uh, he had a cool cameo as an X-Way pilot. So I, I, yeah. I was... Yeah. Oh, how do, we not, how do we forget about that? That's your boy. You know, I saw him, and I thought... <laughs> was he works say? in small moments like this. No, oh no! And then I thought he was great. He did a great job, and the character. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's he's really good when he's in small roles, and I think he suits it. Like you know, when you see him in like Mando season two, I just didn't think. I think they gave him too much to do in yeah. season three. That's all. So like when she like was on the 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 radio, she was like Carson. You know, glad you're with me, Carson, or whatever. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> and then like there he was. I was like, okay, it was cool. It was cool. Um, but I, yeah, I did notice a Brandon and uh, 
when they were going to go through hyperspace through those ships. I was like, well, <laughs> we know Carlton's surviving. <laughs> He's not going to die. Like, yeah. Goodbye, Brendan. You know? Um, but yeah. So, no, that was cool. Um, so, like, not a, not a ton happened this week in terms of, like, plot stuff. I mean, obviously, um, they, made the, they made the big jump. So I guess I we should... like that almost didn't as grandiose as it should like we're literally going to another galaxy which is something we've never seen before but and i just mm -hmm. feel like it kind of happened this is my opinion but um mm -hmm. do we want to move on to the thing everybody's going to be talking about yeah we could do that we could do that hayden yeah it was in i was told episode four ends on a cliffhanger um like a while ago a couple of weeks ago and i sort of just thought it was ahsoka getting flung off into the ocean where she's gonna be drowning and uh i was happy to see that it was hayden um obviously i reported that hayden was in episode five like that was the first to say that that that's what he is um that i think that he will speak directly to ahsoka um and it was a nice surprise to see him there when I watched it last night, I was like, oof. Really? Like, he does not look good. <laughs> like, she turned around and, like, looked at him. And I was like, oh, no. Like, like he doesn't look good. Like, he looks CGI face. And I was like, I've watched it on my phone since. Times. And maybe it's because I've watched it so many times now that it just looks better. Um, It doesn't. But I think I overreacted when I first saw it. Because... When I first saw it, it like it took it really took me out. Like you mentioned about little moments like volume and stuff takes you out. Hayden's CGI face took me out. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I didn't enjoy that. And then I was like, because I know what's next what's coming next week, and I'm like, that's gonna be so distracting if he looks that way in all the scenes he's in next week. Um Would you rather be taken out from a CGI face or because he looks old? Either one is not the way we remember him. CJ, I I'd rather him look a bit older, because in Obi Wan, like there were scenes where he Straight just didn't up. look like he even got de-aged, and I was like, that's, and I was like, that's like it didn't bother me that much, you know, like this bothered me more, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I think I think Lucasfilm did a really good job when they did um the the Boba Fett season with Luke. I think Luke looked amazing in that. I know people have issues with his sound because it's AI, um, but I think his look was perfect. It's the best they've done the de-aging slash CGI face um, because they didn't de-age him. Obviously, there was a different actor playing Luke and they just CGI'd Mark's face on him. Um, but, you know, when you look at Indiana Jones, it's had vastly higher budgets and they spent a ton of money on that, on those de-age scenes. Um, I don't think, like, that was distracting at times he looked like a video game character. Um, I don't think they've done it as well since they did it in Boba Fett. I think that's the peak and I don't think anything before it was that great and I don't think anything after it's been that great. But I'm very interested to see how they handle next week's episode with all the Hayden content. Because... Obviously, he's going to be in the world between worlds. So there's flashback content. There's like alternate reality content. So I am interested in that. Um, but again, it still gives you the feels. Like we grew up on Hayden. Hayden is who 
you know, um, he's our Luke, essentially. Um, so it's always a nice feeling when you see him, whether it's the Hayden being Anakin. Uh, yeah, Hayden being Anakin, or whether it's just Hayden on a stage. There's always that feeling when you see him. Um, so then to see him this week, and he's in his, like, episode three clothes. Like, it was a good moment, you know? Even though the CGI face was a bit distracting, hearing him call her snips and the look of joy on Ahsoka's face, because, like, she's never <laughs> happy, you know what I mean, in this show. Like, she'll have a smirk, or she'll, like, have a little bit of a quip, but she's usually, like, stone-faced, arms-crossed, stoic, and it's like, just have her turn around and say Anakin and her like facial like expressions it's so different to what we've been used to in this show I was like I felt it I felt her excitement her joy and we know as well the Rosario was so excited to work with Hayden you know um so I think that probably came through in that as well um yeah what do you think about the Hayden Anakin it's a great tease obviously it's a big Anakin stan uh, it was pretty cool the I knew something was coming because they, they didn't address Ahsoka for, for quite a while after she yeeted off the cliff. Um, and I was I was hoping, I was like, oh, come on, please. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't know because I know you'd said episode five, but I was just, I don't know, I just I just wasn't sure. Um, but then when she stood up, I was like, okay. Um, and I, I, got, I got like the excitement, the chills, like the tingles, you know, like she stood up and I knew what was going to be there and he turned around mm -hmm. and... It was it was just awesome. It was like I sent you a video, but I felt like it was just uh, like ripped right out of like my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just fun to like have that little moment. I don't think that should make or break anything, but for the moment, like it's awesome. Um, his face didn't bother me at all. I thought I thought it looked pretty good. Like it did look a little, I guess, like a little CGI. -y. Um, but that didn't, I guess to me, that just made it feel more like ghostly or otherworldly. Um, it didn't distract me. Like, I thought it looked really, really good. Uh, especially when they zoomed in at the end. Like, I was like, that's that's just that's just Anakin. Like, that's just straight up. Where, when I was watching Obi-Wan, and he's like a 40-year-old Padawan, that was really weird for me. <laughs> I didn't, that was just a strange... No, you, you, no, you, you know the TV you watched it on? Is it a 4K it TV? I don't know. By any chance? Because I watched on I watched on a 4K TV and it distracted me, and like his face. But then when I watched it in like HD, okay, I, it doesn't bother me. So I wonder if it's like um, I would have if that has anything to do with it's it. 4K because it's like a smart thing, but um, I also don't really look into that kind of stuff, so I don't care about those things. But I have to check. Um, <laughs> oh, I care completely about it. I can't like, I if it, I have to watch things in 4K. It, it it distracts me if it's not in 4K. Like I can I can tell, like yeah. I just go on like, I go on Netflix and like they'll just have like a bar, and it says like 4K. And I'm like okay, I'll just watch one of these movies just because it's 4K. You know, um, the biggest regret was Ghostbusters. That was terrible in 4K. That does not look good. So so much like fuzz and static all over the screen. I don't recommend that. But like any Denis Villeneuve film, brilliant. You know? I watched Eight Mile the other day just just because it was in 4K, you know? Um 
So, yeah. Um, but question for you. I don't know. Again, maybe they'll call me a fake fan for this. You know, even though I have Star Wars tattoos, you know. Um, I'm going to start commenting fake news on all your on all your posts. Is the world between worlds where the Jedi go after death? Or like physical? Like when the, when the physical body disappears? Um, because uh, Ahsoka died, right? Yeah. And then like after the Anakin fight and Ezra like got it out of there. Out of the world between worlds. Right? And then Hayden's in this and he's not a ghost. He's a physical presence on that like bridge with her. Yeah. So do you think once you leave the physical realm, your physical body, that you end up in the world between worlds? Do you think that's the case? And then obviously when you're a ghost, a force ghost, you're like I don't know. Emulating yourself into like that world. I feel like I'm trying to think of like how Dave would answer this. Cause I feel like it wouldn't be like a yes or no. I feel like it would just probably depend on. Um, I don't think they'd want to put themselves in a box in terms of like hard rules. I feel like it is. I feel like you could. They would either say it is like a force location outside of like the material world or they would say it's a manifestation of what the force would be outside of the material world um that's what i would think they would say um so i view it as like like you know in episode eight how when luke appeared like to kylo he appeared in like a familiar form um it's kind of how i was thinking of it when anakin appeared because i want to do luke is projecting that though I know, but I, I I feel like it's the same. I'm sure I'm thinking like in terms of like storytelling. I think it's coming from the same place. Um, I think that's why Anakin's in his Episode Three robes because I so wanted him to be in those those uh, like lighter robes from Episode Six. Like I just I want to see that so bad. Um, so I was a little bit sad he wasn't, but um, uh, that's why I think he's like in that outfit. And I think he's. That's why I feel like it's representing his spirit in that way, if that makes sense. But then when you think of Anakin as a false ghost in episode six, why is he then uh, projecting himself the way that he does? Because Luke doesn't know that version of him. Oh, but I would say that's most familiar would be most familiar to Luke because that's how he's that's how Obi-Wan kinda Yoda look. So he's just matching them, what I would say. I don't know. I just, I, don't know either. Oh, well, I, I assume we'll, learn, well, we'll know more from the world between worlds, I assume, you know, um, it's just like an open playbook, open, open playpen, so they can do whatever they want. Quickly, because this story has been funny to me for weeks, months, Maroc, <laughs> um, he's a smoke man, big smoke, um, that's cool, that's fine, I don't, got, I don't have any issue with it. Um, I don't care. Like, what I think is funny is over the past however long, people have decided to like theorize on who he is. And like, the thing is, when Lucasfilm want you to really speculate, they'll you know, they'll force that. They'll it's like the Force Awakens. 
they wanted all these they threw up all these questions for people because they wanted people to talk about that for the next two years when you know in time for the next movie to come out keeps people talking and keeps engagement up and they haven't they never did that with Marrock. they never like made you wonder who he was like there was never a question like from ahsoka like who is he who are they like you know there was never anything he was just there they never made a deal out of him but fans some fans at least really did and like there's theories going around that the one they were always pushing was that he's star killer because i don't know like some some fans think like everything pre-disney is amazing obviously like those games um was pre-disney and then you have it then because the other fans are like, well, Dave said he would, he once toyed with the idea of having Starkiller as an Inquisitor. And then you had other fans thinking he was Ezra for some reason <laughs> and clone of Ezra. I'm like, I don't, and again, I know there's content creators that encourage this and like they get a lot of views. And tr- if you put like Starkiller or Ezra and stuff into like titles of things, you get more views and clicks and interactions. And that's why they do it. Um, uh, but that raises fan expectations and then like ultimately disappointed. I saw some people saying last night, well, like Luke's controlled us with Marok. And like, they didn't. They never ever set him up to be anything. They never built him up to be anything. As fans themselves. Did. Yeah. It's the same thing like with one division. <laughs> but like So they they kept like hinting at like things to come and all these things are happening. And then like ultimately nothing did with like the theories of Who's the person that they contacted? Who's this and who's this? And it was like, it didn't happen. Nothing happened for that, you know? Like, and then people were all feeling let down and disappointed. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, but um, what would you give this episode out of 10? I'd give this episode a good 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm probably going around the same, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, solid, decent very excited for next week next week is gonna be the one next week is the emotional one it's the fun one there's a lot of excitement next week where the fun begins you know? this is where the fun begins um s- delays writer strike is happening actor strike is happening and, dis- and instead of paying them fairly and doing the right thing um all the studios are just yeah it's just it's very frustrating they just constantly just i don't know I, i'm fed up with the studios at this point um but anyway uh they've delayed disney have delayed uh skeleton crew from where i've been told into 2024 it was originally supposed to be at the end of this year i was being told late november i was told this before the actor jaleel white was a part of that show came out and said it i was i said it months before he did um yeah uh, it's been delayed in 2024 from what i've heard um one source said it could be up to an entire year. I don't take don't take that as gospel. Everything is really in flux and fluid at the moment. So it could be I don't know, anytime next year. I really don't know. Um I've also heard that the other two shows for next year will get slight delays, nowhere near as significant. So Acolyte and Andor. Um I heard this information about three weeks ago and I was waiting for more because com- everything is so in flux. I wanted more confirmation, more sources, more update more up to date information on it but within that i was told that uh the marvel shows are getting delayed and uh like specifically the person i spoke to was like oh echo's not on this release schedule anymore for this year um and like that agatha was getting a push 
was like, okay, cool. And on the Friday that just went, uh, THR put out like all the Marvel delays, which is um, Echo was supposed to release all six of his episodes in November um, because it's not very good. Um, but that's been delayed till January. Agatha, which was supposed to come out at the tail end of the year, has been delayed to uh, early fall next year. Ironheart, Daredevil, Wonder Man have all been taken off of the release schedule. They were shows that were supposed to release next year. They're not like cancelled or anything, they're just delayed. Um, probably till sometime in 2025. Um, so, you know, uh, they're going to have the Marvel What If show coming out around Christmas. They're going to have X Men 97 early next year. Um, so you're going through a period um, after Loki if you're interested in Marvel content if not it's after Ahsoka where you're going to have a significant wait for the next piece of live action Star Wars Marvel content and this is coming at a time where Disney have raised the prices of Disney Plus um, so yeah what, what do you think of the delays and what will happen in that window of no live action content for Star Wars and Marvel, which is arguably their two biggest draws yeah. for the service. I was thinking, I, I knew exactly uh, where you'd want to go with this combo, but my subscription is out in November, um, and I think that mm -hmm. times up pretty nice just to let it lapse because I don't really want to pay for thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to watch a show, I can like yeah. find a way or watch it. Like, it's all finished. You're gonna you're gonna be you're you're gonna be paying fifteen dollars a month, I think, for it. I think that's the price rise, which is insane because everything else is like so expensive and um, not really cheap right now too. And then uh, ask me to pay that much money a month or whatever kind of annual fee, uh, so I can have no <laughs> like there's no like it's just a like for like a vault for like a library. Um, I don't know. I, I know you're saying you're annoyed with the studios, and I feel like this is maybe where it starts to. Well, in a couple of months, I guess, but I feel like this is maybe where it starts to take a turn and things start to swing, um, in another direction because, you know, people aren't going to stick around. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have let it get to this point. That like we wouldn't have all the things we love without the writers and the actors. Like oh, I agree. it's so ridiculous what the studios are up to at the moment. I agree. I'm just saying, in terms of like looking at things where they are now, I think it might start to take a change because people aren't going to stick around and want to subscribe. Like, I don't want to, but I've subscribed for Disney Plus since the launch. I'm not going to pay if there's like nothing I really want to watch or nothing new. Um, I think I just saw Warner Bros. lost like 2 million subs or something as well. So if you just keep pushing things off, um, what's the reason people to stick around? Like, they'll show up maybe. It comes back down the road, or, or maybe they won't. Maybe they've moved on and they find something better. And that's kind of the gamble you're playing with is by pushing these things off is you might lose people and they just might not come back because they realize, I don't really need this anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's annoying. I think the whole thing is stupid. I think if people just <laughs> would put egos aside and just sit down and work together, um, I think this and the world would be a lot simpler place. But... I don't know. What do I know? I'm just some guy. Yeah, so are you disappointed by the delays um, at all? Is there anything that's been very good disappointing you won't be seeing earlier? Uh, I mean, I'd like to see Skeleton Crew. I mean, like, I'm disappointed that I won't see them, but I also never thought I'd see this much Star Wars, so I'm not too hung up about it. I think it's more just like, mm -hmm. 
kind of disappointing overall just in terms of like the just in terms of how i feel about how the whole system the whole structure is running like that that's kind of more disappointing mm -hmm. to me than, than anyone's show mm -hmm. um last thing before we wrap up here uh as i mentioned early on in this show big fan of one piece i've seen all the anime i've read uh, all the chapters of the manga or the the volumes of the manga i should say um and we all know live action adaptations of anime do not go well um however it seems that the one piece live action did um it has like 80 something percent on Rotten tomatoes from critics and 90 something from audience so people like it you know um and like the anime fans the manga readers they seem to all like it as well um so by all accounts it seems like it's gone over pretty well um it had 18 million views which i put in brackets um or quotations or quotes because uh we if you read an article on my site about how the ahsoka 40 million views work it's not actually reading that um that's on netflix do their views but uh it had 18 million views for an account it for four days um, it beat Stranger Things and some of the other shows in how popular it has been on its opening weekend. Um, I watched it all. It took me a few days to get through it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I'm i not in love with it. I think like some of the other uh, fans are, One Piece fans are. Um, but again, like I said, I love the anime and the manga. Um, there's changes in there. There's, you know... I don't know. It's, it's still it's so weird for me to see these characters who I've spent years with uh, as live action people, and like I, it's the thing we've complained about with like Dave. Like sometimes it feels like it's an animation thing, and it's like Luffy as a character and how he behaves and how he talks is such like an anime character. It's so weird seeing him talk and behave a certain way on live in live action, <laughs> and it's like. But I think everybody did a good job, like with trying to adapt their characters and trying to and you know the the creator of one piece um was heavily involved in the show i think that's why it works i think the sets look fantastic or like the boats they they made like they actually made those things that like real actual oh. sets um yeah it's fantastic um in in terms of production design i think they spent around 17 million an episode on it um yeah uh, did you watch it? Because you were on about yeah. watching and at least I watched the first episode. Um, mm -hmm. I've never seen anything from it. I mean, I remember it on like Cartoon Network when I was a kid or whatever, but I, I don't really know anything about it. Um, and I, I thought it was, I'll just say I didn't like it, but not because it was bad. It's just like not my kind of thing. Um, I could see why mm -hmm. people would love it. And it felt, it's weird. I don't know. It felt super anime. Um, like Luffy, <laughs> yeah. was, I didn't know what he was like, but he was really, I thought he was really funny. Like, he's just a straight goofball, um, which I enjoyed. And I, I could tell the actors, like, trying to do the manga, the anime, like, in real life. Um, I don't know if that was, like, the best way to go, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I, I can I could see the appeal. Mm -hmm. I could see why people, you know, would enjoy the show, why they liked it. And um, I guess I can kind of extend that to, I can see why the anime stuff is popular um thought it looked really impressive like i thought the visuals were really good like the cities look good 
most of the water stuff I thought looked looked really decent. Like you could tell it wasn't on a. It didn't look like it was on a set. Sometimes it did, but very rarely. Um, so overall, I thought it was like really, really well done, and I was really impressed. Um, and I was, I was thinking fans would be happy with it. Um, obviously, I have no idea. Or I had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but I, overall, I thought it was really, really solid. Um, I feel like, again, I only watched one, but I feel like that one episode was enough to kind of give me a taste for what the feel would be and if I would like it or vibe with it. Um, it's not my cup of tea. I, I, I see think, why people really liked it. Yeah, I think it gets it gets better. Like I thought the first maybe two were the weakest of the eight. But again, I think like in one so they condense about 60 episodes of the anime into this into the, the into the eight. And um obviously you miss a lot when you do that, but um as the story progresses within that, like I think that within those 60 as you get introduced to the individual characters, and it, it takes multiple episodes to get there, like each arc or the mini arcs get better as you go. And I think that that happens in this show as well. Like when they go to, you haven't met Usopp in this yet from after the first episode, but when they go to Usopp, um, Syrup Village, like that gets better. And then when they go to the Barati, like I meet Sanji and all the stuff happens there, that's, that's a massive upswing it gets a lot better during that stuff and then towards the end with uh like the stuff with nami and arlong park which is the last two episodes of the live action adaptation um i do think it gets better if you want to continue on with it and like maybe see if you would like it past that um like i said i do think it gets better i, I would I, a couple of people i've spoke to who've never seen one piece who have, who have an interest in it um I've said at least get to the Barati stuff because I think that's when it like kicks up a, a gear like massively and I think it does in the anime as well. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, uh, me, I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. I'm not like in love with it. Um, <laughs> it's still like an adjustment period to see it. But I like the changes they did. Some of the changes that happened needed to happen, you know, to translate it to live action. Um, in terms of story stuff and plotting, like it has to happen. You can't adapt sixty episodes like into one season. You can't do it. Like, um, no. But I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy. It gives me hope for the future for future adaptations. Like Netflix are uh, doing a live action adaptation of My Hero Academia pretty soon, which Joby Harold is writing, which oh. is the thing that doesn't <laughs> give me hope. How funny. But um, yeah. But if the creators involved as heavily as they were for like the creators of one piece were there might be something good on the go and this could be like a new thing for netflix where they have all these actually good adaptations of of animes and again this is good for the animes because what i hope happens after this is that people who watch this then decide to watch the anime you know and after you watch the anime you might go and pick up the manga to carry on the story um you know one piece is like the biggest anime in the world so it doesn't need like me to promote it um but i think it's one of the best pieces of media to ever exist um so if more people want to jump into the anime manga side of things with it and that's what this show does and i'm all for it um i will watch the second season if and when it ever happens um 
and I'm interested in, and again, I think all the cast are good. I think all the, and I've seen a lot of the interviews with the cast and they're all, they're all really likable people. And again, I think they all care. I think everybody involved with this production cared. And that's the most important thing. And you can see it on screen. You can feel it on screen that everybody is trying their best and not just the actors, but everybody making the sets and everybody who's writing it and producing it. They, they've put their, they, it feels like they're fans and, um, it comes across and it works really well for me for the live action adaptation i would give it probably a seven i think it's good um i don't think it's amazing i think it's great but yeah uh i'm happy with it i know we're short on time so i can't really go too deep into the one piece stuff um because we spent a lot of time on ahsoka but also i spent 20 minutes having a rant so um yeah but i think that's us done for the week am i wrong Uh, i think that is all the business we had um yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check out probably the second episode and see how I like it. Um, so the, that that dude comes in the second or third one you said. Um, I don't know his name started with a B. Said it picks. Oh, the Brati. The Brati is oh. a place. Uh, oh. It's a <laughs> ship. Um, that comes in. What episode does the Brati come in? I think it's episode five. The Brati comes in. Also, like halfway. <laughs> yeah, I think it's around there. Yeah. Um, the Usopp stuff comes in around episode three. Okay. Well, I'll dabble a little bit more. Mm. And we'll see. Like I said, I think when they, as you get introduced to the other, like, crew members, the the rest of the store, Straw Hat Pirates, which is going to be Luffy's crew, it gets better. You know, with each one you get introduced to and follow their story, it gets better. Like, for this season. Um, like I said, when you meet Sanji at the Brati, and then like when you do more of Nami, who's in the first episode, the girl with the with the orange hair, when you see her story in the the last two episodes, like that's where they where they peak. But I would I would at least recommend watching Usopp's episodes, which is three and four, maybe just three. Watch three if you like three, then you know, carry on, you know check it out i've heard the anime is slow starting too the anime so. is slow starting like i yeah i i would say it's the same thing but obviously you're, you're like 30 episodes deep <laughs> at that point you know <laughs> that's a lot but i mean episodes. i think it's like one of the best pieces of media ever created you know what i mean like i i didn't think that when i was on the early journey of it but here we are however many years later and 1074 episodes later you know <laughs> on over a thousand so what you're saying manga chapters what you're saying is you you're not a one piece fan you hate one piece that's what you're saying yeah yeah i dislike one piece i dislike star wars i dislike it all yeah i have have no enjoyment in life you know we have joyless empty dark pitiful souls mm-hmm. good time okay well i think that's it so catch you on the flip flop.